This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. A uh, lot of news to get to, Mitchell, but uh, before we get to any of the important stories of the week, we've got to get to the most important story of the week, and that is that on Friday, it's magic round. We're coming. <sighs> Unless Gladys or Anna does something tomorrow or Wednesday or Thursday, we're coming. A barbecue Galore King has saved us all, and he's going to buy the, <laughs> buy the franchise now, it turns out, but uh, somehow no new locally acquired cases. Of course, you get that scare before magic of round. course it's been Look, smooth sailing for like six weeks but yeah it looks like it's finally happening we've all been waiting for like a number of years for it so obviously we're pumped everyone else should be pumped too but we thought we'd do a bit of housekeeping mm. at the weekend before we went in first thing i want to mention bungard will talk about the uh the meetup but if you're a patron who didn't give me your address for some reason you want your stubby holder or if someone else wants a stubby holder you can bring cash <laughs> i'll yep. give you one um if you're a patron you want your stubby holder let me know if you're going to be there or not at the meetup or even up there in general. And we'll make sure we can uh, hook you up with, with the stubby holder. I'll bring I'll bring a sack of them anyway, but just, just in case you uh, can't be bothered to put in your address and patron and uh, patron on you, but you know, you'll be up there. Let us know. Yep. So uh, great news on the meetup front. Um, the venue, we, the venue we sorted actually called me today and said, we've got now, cause we have so many people coming that we've now got a whole private bar to ourselves downstairs, which is, you know, crazy Mitchell that we've got, that many people that want to hang out before the before the games on Saturday. Um, but yeah, if you do want to come, now that we've got that space, there is plenty of room. So uh, send us a message. Or, you don't have to be a Patreon for a time. You can just be a fan of the show. Um, but, but I will patron- also leave you on scene if I don't like you. So yeah, just- the, 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 pa- the patrons are allowed to give you wet willies and wedgies, etc. If you're not a patron at the meetup, those are the rules, Mitchell. That's it. Yes, and I'm yeah. assuming the patrons, on top of giving us money all the time, are also buying all of our beers. I believe that's part of the gr- agreement. I believe so. I but believe so nevertheless, well. if you want to come, uh, hit us up, uh, DM us on any social media platform or emails. If you're if you're a patron, you know where it is because it's in the Discord. But um, I'm interested to see the numbers that turn up. I think there's a lot of like a lot of keenness. I reckon there'll be a few people who get a bit too pissed Friday night. I think we're all keen for our first weekend out and forever. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, 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 I'm glad we've massively overshot our baseline of people because yeah, I know people will pull out. And just so you know, if you pull out, I've got a list of the people who said they're coming. You're dead to me. Dead. I'll still take your money. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's not get crazy here. <laughs> I'll take your money, but I'm not going to plow your driveway. Um, so, yeah, we'll be up there. Uh, don't know if we'll do any stuff while we're up there. Seems like it's just too hard. I don't know. We, we thought about taking pod gear up. And then I, I've, I've already thinking about today. It's like, do I do a drunk Doyle's diary and then release it as a bonus pod? Maybe. But I've got to Maybe. remember to actually record things, though. You know, when I'm yelling in the phone or something, but even then the audio quality won't be great. And as an audiophobe myself, audiophile, sorry, not phobe, it annoys me when it's not great quality. So we'll, f- we'll see. We'll see if we'll do something. We we talk about the logistics of getting podcast gear up there with baggage. not that hard. <laughs> no, but the weight of it in baggage and the cost. Yeah. That's what I looked at. I looked at, because oh, I've got like 10 kilos or whatever. I think, um, I think we might be, we'll work it out. Right, but no, I don't think no, so. No, worry about it later. We'll worry about it later. We're wasting, wasting valuable yeah. minutes of podcast time. Uh, Tom Tomovich is the greatest player in the history of rugby league. <laughs> We're starting there. <laughs> you did the rundown. It's literally the next point on I the know, list. I was saying the greatest player, I'd say. But I did. Um, we had 17 try assists, 
43 line breaks, eight tries. It was something to behold. That was in the first 10 minutes. He's yeah. having the, uh, I did write this on Discord, but essentially he's having the uh, Hayne, no, not the, not the 2009 Hayne, not the 2014 Barber, not the 2010 Cod Carney. The last person who had an outlandish good season. Who isn't cancelled. Is Preston Campbell. <laughs> so it's a Preston Campbell 2001 season I've come down oh, to. Oh, good. That's who he's having, that level of season. A man yeah. who's not cancelled, yet to be cancelled. He could get cancelled. Yeah. But yeah, I, I know some people now, are, It's I, I do get sick of this stuff, how it always seems to be one player versus another. I have no time for the Tedesco versus Tavoyevich argument because I feel like it's so clean cut that Tedesco has been the better player for years, but Tavoyevich is playing better than him this year. I feel like that's not an argument. I feel like that's very correct. I, yeah. I don't see either side of arguing that. Yeah, oh, sorry, so I don't see the so other weird. side of arguing that, I should say. So the, um, the argument's really weird to me. People are fighting over it. It's like... You know, and not, that to, doesn't make Tom Tavoyevich the best player in the game, but at no. his absolute best, is he better than Tedesco? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And obviously, it's, it's easy to look at Tommy in a vacuum this year and look at the games. He hasn't played as many games. He's also played some games against weak opposition in that time. But, you know, you can only be judged on what you put on the field. And Tommy, what, as you said, the numbers you all said were a joke, but the real numbers also sound comical because it's five line breaks, three line break assists, four try assists, two tries in that manly win over, over the Warriors. We say it every week now, but it's just like, I, I don't know if he can, he can win the Dalian right from, from that yeah, many games. Like if he, he can, he's missed, he's missed four. I think that's fine. He's probably got he's at five, least sorry. nine points already. So. Yeah. I mean, you've got to stay fit obviously, but he'd well, have been mean, the, the best player on the field and all three of their wins. I so. stopped looking at it when the troll Mitchell got suspended. Cause I no longer care who wins, but from memory, Papanazan was the leader on like 11 and he's been injured. Yeah. So like Tobovich could be leading the Dalliams this time next week if he puts up a score well, on on so, Brisbane on Friday night. So Cleary's got 16 points. Okay, he's not going to be on 16. Tuvashashek, <laughs> 15. Latrell, 13. But I think he gets his points he taken. Lose 12, yeah. So he's yeah. on one. Uh, Papenhausen, 12. Only gained one since then. Fisher-Harris, 12. And there's Tommy Turbo on nine with David Feeder. But... You know, if he stays fit, it feels like every time they get they win, he'll get three points. Uh, and they're playing Brisbane this week. Who a few weeks ago, I was like circling that manly game in the calendar, like no Tommy or whatever. You know, we we should dust them. Well, now Tommy's fit. I don't know, but even the man he's touching the ball, mate, for a fullback. Like he had thirty six touches this week, forty two against Penrith. He's just all over the field, involved in everything, and scoring like tries. He scored a hit up try yeah. again, like two of them pretty much, and. It's exceptional form. And it's instead of weird. getting focused on a dumb argument over who's better at Tedesco or Tomovich, I will enjoy Tommy Turbo's form. I especially exactly. enjoyed it doing the Eagle Rock as I did on Sunday, having Manly in the Coltrane Cup as well, which was nice. But yeah. um, and he makes Jake better. He makes everyone better. Like, And people go, oh, Manly are a contender now. It's like, let's pump the brakes. Yeah, They're one hamstring injury away from being what yes. people were calling a historically bad team a month ago. And again, so, they beat the Titans, Tigers, and Warriors. You know, I know, and then I lost to Penrith, but Penrith's a different bar as well. But let's see, we'll find their their level with Tommy in a few weeks. We'll find that. But I, and the argument with Origin too, it's like it's a pointless argument to me. They might do the, they might do something different. But it's is it not obvious that Tedesco stays at fullback and Tommy just plays centre? I would play him on the. Actually, no, the I would wing. play him. No, I well, Lomax is injured now, right? So I'd play him at centre. Yeah, yeah. So. and it's it's not big brain to think that Tommy can get involved from there. You know, yeah. he's it's, proven it's, he can play that position. It's, it's just, not like when they put Gutho or White in there and it sucked. Tommy was actually good there when he's played there before. Yeah, so. it's a, it's the weirdest argument because like, it, it, I can understand it if they were both like, 
you know, like Pappenhausen can't play anywhere else to me. And people were trying to have that argument and with Tedesco, that was weird. Yeah, He's been forgotten. But I could get that, whatever. But this one I don't get. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's the like same guys, thing, mate. Guys like him in the trail are so talented. You can put them anywhere in that back line and they'll be fine. Yes, exactly like, right. And uh, yeah, you just, it's like White and Gutherson haven't got that level of talent. You know, no, when they play they those don't. positions, they don't. They don't. Um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's great to watch at the moment. Even though obviously everyone knows this in this podcast, I haven't got the, I haven't got the biggest soft spots for Manly. I can enjoy great rugby league yeah. when it's happening. And he's been, you know, one of the bright spots of this season so far. I enjoyed watching this with Poppy Bungard on Sunday. And he's just mortified with how many tries. Just just wants defense. Oh, this is touch football, Matthew. I was like, Pop, come on. I kind of agree with Poppy. Everyone he is knows right. But also this. the game ended but... with a brilliant uh, Jason Saab cover tackle. So yeah. he enjoyed that thoroughly. Um, it definitely feels exactly like the twenties, though. Some of these games, the high scoring yeah, back to yeah, yeah. end of end ones. Doing. Jason Saab, mate. There's a guy who like could not be benefiting more from Tommy Turbo as a term. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like, well, he's fast and he can he run he supports quite well. So that's pretty much all it's mixed. As you know, mate, Nathan Merritt got away with that for a long time, being just a great support player. That he scored like twenty five tries, even though they sucked. So yeah. Saab could score like 25 from doing nothing this year, but running next to Tommy Turbo. It's a good idea. <laughs> it is. If I played for Manly, I would just stay near Tommy Turbo. Mate, if they put one, if they had an edge that had Dave Fafita and Saab on it, and you'd had Tommy Turbo, Fafita would score 25, Saab would score 30. You yeah, know, like, it'd be great to watch. Ridiculous. Um, team's not great to watch. The Canberra Raiders, they suck. <sighs> and I don't, I, I can't, I mean... Look, and then the latest thing today, I mean, obviously, John Bateman sticking the boot in over from England doesn't help, but just seems like every week there's a new story about the discontent and the disharmony of that dressing room and of that team. Let's make no mistakes. Let's, John Bateman's a bit of a dumbass. Well, I mean, he, <laughs> the only man to ever be handed an L by James Hooper. Like, it's just people keep taking that guy's word as gospel all the time. And it's like, do you really think Ricky Stewart leaked John Bateman's leaving the Raiders in grand final week? Do you think he's yep. like, let's test these fellas, let's test them out? Like, no, I don't think he did that, mate. Yeah, and I don't, and I didn't believe you last year, and it was proven you were lying. I don't believe you now. Some of the things you're saying might be true, but you just you can't say them. I'm also, sorry. if you've heard if you've heard anything about how he negotiated his contracts, which ended up with him not getting a contract with anyone in the NRL, you 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 understand he's not really the brightest yeah. bulb. In I the mean, box. he ended up with like 17 kids by 22. We're yep. not dealing with the world, the brain surgeon here. We're not a great anyway. talented footballer, but anyway, this Raiders got, team, mate. Like yeah. I th- Ricky's, like Ricky Stewart. When things were going well at Canberra, Ricky was doing a good job. Everything jives, but up against the wall, he is like the worst coach in the league. Hey, it's happened more than once. We know when his teams are going poorly, the season compounds, and it looks like it's just like off the rails, and the team can't wait for the year to end. And that's what the Raiders this look is, like now. This is like their 2017 season. It's just gone off the rails suddenly, and no one really saw it coming. Yeah, and then now it's like, and there's no answers. No. There's no like, oh, we're, we're, don't, don't worry, guys. You know, we'll just, it'll be sorted next week by this guy's return or changing this or whatever. There's no answers. They've done, they've done all the shuffle. I mean, they're missing Nickel Kluster for sure, but yeah. like it, it, it's not like I mean, Caleb Atkins was really bad in this game, and he bombed what would have been the match-winning try with ten minutes left. But man, like, there's, I don't think. CNK is coming back and making the amount of difference that no. like Tom well, Tavoyevich is making for Manly, well, for example. He's he's there, Tom Turbo, in terms of but for effort and application and defense, it feels yeah. like. Like that's it. Like they seem to miss him so much in doing just a basic cleaning up at the back. Caleb Aikens was okay. Like he, he they stopped him scoring a try early in the game that, that he probably should have scored, but he was okay-ish, but his defensive positioning is nowhere. And yeah, they missed that. But Ricky has had some of those years as a coach that 
you know, at Parramatta, it went they went to shit real quick. Everyone probably remembers that. But that was that was to shit from the start. And then he had a couple of years at Cronulla as well that went to shit. And then at the end of his 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 time at the Roosters, same thing. Like when things are going poorly for Ricky, he's just not the type of coach you can get a team to, to fight out of those that out of those holes. I don't feel like it feels like the pressure gets turned up more by him. And I don't really think the bullshit helps that often either. Like always blaming the referees and blaming other factors. Mate, sometimes your team was shit. Yeah. Uh and very rarely does he cop to that. Um, I, I, I'm trying to think of which game in particular is the most egregious. I know they got dudded by that forward pass in the Warriors game, but they still gave up, what, a, 20, a 31 to 6 lead in that game? Mm. I know that there was complaints about the Benji Marshall obstruction two weeks ago, but they were still really not in that contest. I know they only ended up losing by 12, whatever it was, but Souths were clearly the better team throughout that second half of that game and, and kept them at arm's length for most of that game. And again, it was, it was the refs. It was this, it was that. And yeah, I, mean, I don't know that that's what that's the fourth halftime lead they've blown in six weeks. Yeah. And I mean, he lost in this game, he lost players to injury, you know, early in the game and he didn't use Saliva Havili until the 15 minutes left. And his bench use is being quite puzzling and it lines up with the team being gassed, especially with the new, new rules the last few weeks and yeah, that's not the referees. That's not the players. That's that's your rotations. No, but it's you know? Joe Tarpanay's wife putting an Instagram post up that's that's fucked everything up. I mean, that was also not great. But... It wasn't good. But <laughs> yeah, it's just not. It just seems like a very toxic work environment at the moment. And, and they lost Canberra. to a Knights team that you know that on they had Crossland and, and Man their halves on the day, and they've been struggling without Pierce there. So you know, not exactly the best Knights performance either. But they fought their way back into the game. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd love to have the Raiders this weekend, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's weird because, like, um, if you, you looked at, like, social media on, on what, what day did they play? Saturday. Um, at halftime, the Knights fans that we know and love were, you know, apoplectic. They were just, they were in full get the bleach mode they were they yeah. were they were done for the season harry ramage was opting out for <laughs> opting out until 2022 like pe- most of the knights fans i know were like this is pathetic blah 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 and then by full time i don't understand how you can go from a team where the fan they're playing so badly that their fan base is literally like our season is over to they win that game and did any from like the moment Kalen ponga scored did you have any doubt newcastle were gonna win no no, <laughs> no, I did not, and uh, I don't think. Well, I don't think sacking Ricky is the answer. For no, Kim. nor do I. So I know people are calling for that. It's not always the answer. I just don't think he's a, a very good coach at dealing with adversity. But you know, often he hasn't been in that position at, at Canberra. He's been in the position where they've been a good side. So I don't, you know, not every coach is faultless, and even other, some other coaches have had bad years when their teams had adversity. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know, like. The, the race for the finals, I'm not I mean, saying they might, it's over, but nah, but it's look, not I only I think there's like four good teams this year, so like five, four and a half if the Roosters can get their injury crisis yeah. sorted out. But like the Manly with Tommy are legit, like the fifth or sixth best team, so you can't draw a line through the Raiders yet. It's way too early in the season to do that. But the fact that they now have fewer wins than the Cowboys, Manly, Newcastle, the Warriors, and the Dragons, Dragons is, yeah. is not good. 
Jeez, the Dragons, mate, they got five wins and you, could, you couldn't bloody tell, especially by the way, like the general nature of how their fans have been as well. They've still not yep. been happy. But... Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because that is the next point on the running order is that Jack DeBellin, uh, despite some hastily deleted tweets by news outlets, was not found not guilty. Uh, he was left with a jury unable to reach a verdict on five of the six counts uh, and they were, as a result, dismissed. Whether or not they choose to, the prosecutors choose to chase... A third trial later in the month is 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 yet to be confirmed, but yeah, this 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 was what a week of jury deliberation, and we once again end with you know a no result really. Yeah, so the charge is found not guilty of people is just yep. the anal sex one, so anal rape essentially. He still has the other charges that were, were no contest or whatever it is, but that was being reported really poorly. I had to dig a lot to find that answer at first. It was like. You know the the sixth charge of not yep. guilty on of rape, but it's like wait, I, I don't the, need how can a, there be five other charges. I don't need a graphic like he's gone to the fucking judiciary with like a picture of him and not guilty emblazoned across yes. the front of it. Like do better. Exactly. That got removed thankfully, but yes. yeah, he's we don't know what it's doing, but it was quite strange. It came out just after it from I think Michael Shamus put it out there. Yeah, the Dragons. It's obviously not been ratified by the NRL yet, but he had signed. And he still signs when he's available to play. He's 800k a year. That's I a lot. Know, I don't know how his value. Case. How, I don't know how his value went up. Who are they bidding against? The Warriors. That was oh. it. Okay. But like, I, I saw that and I was like, this. I mean, it might be wrong, but it's the secret deal he apparently signed. So Michael Carriana, sorry to give the wrong credit, but saying he's um a Michael. Yeah, he was on 600k or so last year, and then and it's about 800k is what the Warriors offered him, and he's a little bit less is what he got at the Dragon. So around that ballpark. Huh. So uh, it's it's interesting because obviously he's had a couple of years of his career taken away from him from this, and I'm not going to make any of the guilty, not guilty judgments. Everyone can read that, and if, yeah, how it reads, it sounds guilty to me, but I'm not the judge or jury in there. I've not been in the court or seen all the evidence. But it's still bizarre to think over that period he got a contract upgrade. It's it's very strange, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean it's been so long. Who knows what the quality of player he is when he gets back playing anyway? That's true. Not that I'm concerned about that. No, uh, I'm not. Look, or if he gets I'm, back, sorry, I'm not concerned. Well, but just interesting, like the way if you, yeah. if you take out all of it from I, I, management I mean, perspective, is one very- of the things I think I'm least looking forward to in the history of rugby league, aside from talking about Souths later, is um, <laughs> is that like this guy, if he, if and when he eventually does retake a football field, the first time he touches the ball or whatever, there's going to be inevitably cheers from like the worst elements of society and from rugby league fandom, and we know that's going to happen. It just will, and I really hope that the boos outweigh the cheers when that day comes. But I just my expectations for the average person are so low at this point, given the response to Jared Hayne, some of the responses to this, just the responses to women speaking out about their experiences in general have just, just largely leave me disenfranchised. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what the last week's been about with this, with rugby league fans, hasn't it pretty much mm. the Jared Hayne incidents. Like well. anyone that has done like two seconds of like, like legal studies knows how difficult it is to get a conviction in a sexual assault case. So the fact that Jared Hayden was found guilty means it was like really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And people are still 
calling her a liar, calling her a slut, saying she what was she doing at blah, blah, all that crap. And it's just it, like it's like what do you what do you want? Like, do you need it to be like in a movie? Like, do you need a CCTV camera like filming some evil man with a mask on and a knife? Like, is is that your definition of, of sexual assault? And it can't happen anywhere else because I honestly think that might be the case for a lot of people. Yeah, I know they're ch- they're changing those laws. I don't know when it's happening. I know coronavirus had an impact on when that was going to happen. Ever since the um, Luke Lazarus case, so we're going to change yeah. consent laws in New South Wales. Ah, yes, but- when the South Chairman wrote yeah. a character reference for it. Yes, fantastic. And I, and I don't want to misquote the numbers because I didn't look them up before this because I didn't, you know, think we talked this much about it. But yeah. I know it's something. It's like over seventy-five to eighty percent, and it might even be higher of of sexual assault charges do not get found guilty. Yeah, it's really high. Yeah, and so and it, and it leads to the culture issues we know of that people don't even report it often that kind of stuff. But it's and obviously there's some innocent people in those who get charged. Obviously, there's people who didn't do it, but it's one of those things, mate. That like you said, it's so difficult to find this in guilty because it's such a he said she said thing, and people's status definitely counts. It just does. We know this for Hain to be found guilty, it's huge. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's why huge. it's especially disgusting when you get like people like that woman that made up the charges against Josh Reynolds and stuff because it's like that one case is now fuel for these people that hate women to just tee off on every accusation for the yeah. next however many years. Yeah. I, um, and I, I saw Daniel Sloss the, the other week and it's not that it was that set, but he has an interesting set himself that, you know, and he's generally a pretty, you know, what do I say? They're, I mean, most, most comedians are crude and out there, that kind of stuff, but he's generally a pretty brutal comedian, but he'd actually had a friend who, um, who had be, who had raped one of his other friends. You know, a friend that he thought was a friend forever. Yeah. And I guess the message here is like for me is that if you ever have any self-respect for yourself and you've got one of those friends out there who crosses that line or any line with women, if they're what they're willing to do in front of you, you have to wonder what they're willing to do when yeah. it's not in front of you. Have Grow a fucking pair and call it out. I've you had a couple to, of incidents over my time when I have called people out who are, who are now no longer friends, but... It can be an awful discussion for you or whatever. It could feel bad for you, but you've got to imagine what that person does when they're not with an audience. So if you say it, it could be in a, you know, a DM or a message on Twitter, it could be, you know, on Facebook, it could be at the pub, all that kind of shit. Innocent. It ain't fucking funny when your mates cross the line with some things with women. Don't let it happen. Yeah. And, and look, I had to start, you know, I, I started pulling my mates up when they use the word slut and stuff about women. And at first, you know, we had some arguments about it, but you know, a year later, no one really, no one really called women sluts anymore. And it's like that's I know that's really like a very minor, that's much lower level than the things that you're referring to that cost friendships and stuff. But it's it all starts it all starts with our attitudes and stuff. And it all starts with growing the fuck up too, mate. Respect well, yeah. like having not even it's not about respecting women; it's about knowing where the boundaries exist with men and women. Yeah, and respecting that with other people. And we're not like we're not pearl clutches who think that there's any topics that are off limits when it comes to jokes like we love it's always sunny in philadelphia like you know they joke about every sort of taboo issue but i mean it's we like, have literally a dick joke segment on this podcast pretty much we've manscaped yeah. now yeah <laughs> pretty much but but yeah it's 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 about it's about towing that line but and not even so much towing that line i guess more like sort of just knowing what knowing what things are harmful and what things are good natured i guess yeah that's it um it's got to love new york rugby league oh that was great Soling. Tony Williams and then Windsor also resolving him. So Salford have Salford 
South put out a statement, basically. It was a statement, not statement, really, saying yeah. we're looking at this. I don't think I've done anything beyond that yet. But yeah, people missed this. Uh, may as well talk about it now while we're talking about this stuff. Um, after Jared Hayne was found guilty, uh, Tony Williams and Kristen Inu both put Instagram posts up defending him. And look, it would be one thing to just say like, oh, prayers up for my, my boy while he's in jail. Like, look, I'd still find that a bit on the nose, but it wouldn't be, you know, egregious. Mm-hmm. It's still their, still their friend. I mean, I wouldn't support a friend who'd been found guilty of rape i would just stop being friends with them but nevertheless but it was the stuff about you know oh i hope the so-called victim using the term so-called victim and things like that and saying it was a setup saying he was innocent all this stuff and it's just like grotesque and so yeah tony williams was as a result of those comments cut from both the new york uh freedom which is the new u.s rugby league team that he'd signed with to be like their marquee signing for next year uh and also the windsor wolves who's currently playing with in the Ron massive cup um yeah so I think the New York Freedom found a lot of new fans on Thursday, whatever day that they, was. They did. And uh, Tony Williams got what he deserved out of it. That's it. They're just saying they did the calling their mates out. They're no yep. longer friends with Tony Williams. But uh, that was good. And, and good to see them I, do that. If you've got time, everyone else, by the way, read that Paul Ken article about Hayne on from either Saturday or Sunday's paper. It's, but the screenshot of it's been doing the rounds on Twitter. It shouldn't be too hard to find. But, you know, don't always agree with Paul Kent on issues, but he absolutely mm-hmm. nailed this. It's basically, and there was an anecdote, which I think you already knew, Mitchell, about how the Gold Coast Titans had to start locking the toilets at training because Hayne would constantly try to go to the toilet during like the Bludger. Uh, e- the effort parts of training and things like that. And basically, basically from like the age of 12, he'd just been surrounded by yes men and just never been challenged and never told no. And that culture of entitlement cultivates an attitude towards all facets of life, which obviously, yeah. Yeah, really interesting stuff, I thought. And I know some people try to say he was blaming that. And it's not, I, I, again, that's too black and white for me. It's, yeah. Symptoms exist in society. They are, can be reasons and not excuses. They can be reasons for behavior and not an excuse for behavior. Correct. And, and those things are part of what created. And Hayne had that attitude everywhere, always, that he was untouchable. And we've seen with some other guys in the same spot and guilty or not guilty, Cristiano Ronaldo, for example. To link to because they don't get told no, they just don't. Well, Cristiano Ronaldo admitted to raping this woman and just yeah, like skated, pa- <laughs> like, paid her money essentially, right? Yeah, like the quote from that deposition was like, "She said no, but I kept going." It's like, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, yeah, look, no one's saying this is why Jared Hayne did this. It's just a culture of entitlement breeds negative attitudes towards other humans and and gives you a gives you a complex to think that you know you can basically just do whatever you want. And you can't. Yeah. Exactly and right. you can't. And he got what he deserved. And not saying it's any justification, but I, I do feel sorry for people who've been Hain fans and tied their, it, a lot of their identity to him over the last well, decade or so. I mean, and put up with a lot of his shit, as you just said. Put up a lot of his shit that's other things to now. Yeah. Well, this is like, so, you know, it, it sucks for me. Like, Jared Hain was, my nan is like my favorite person on earth. Like, like Eels fan, favorite player was Jared Hain for all those years. I bought her a jersey when he made the NFL. We took a photo together. He actually re- re- like said it was awesome when he, like, I put it on social media and stuff. Like, loved all that. And then, yeah. but you know, she's not stood by him. Good old man. Cast him the fuck she, out. She's off him. She's like, we're gonna throw our jerseys out, Matthew. I'm like, yes, Nan, we fucking do. <laughs> um, and I wish more people had the attitude like that. And you know, not. And this is like a woman in her seventies. Like, if if she can change, flip on a dime, and and, and you know, and you expect el- the elderly to have more antiquated attitudes towards things like this for example if she can turn on turn on a dime what's the excuse for grubs like that bloke who spat at the victim and stuff outside the courtroom on the week on friday or whatever day exactly uh, um 
is the most people ever put on report in a round this week. Is yeah, that true? you yeah, wrote this is. down. I did write that down. That is that is a fact. It is the most okay. people ever report. Well, it's on record. So whatever records NRL keep, the most people ever put on report in a round. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Certainly a thing. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, should we? I'm. Um, I think we may as well use this time to go into yeah. the Dylan Brown stuff then, because, um, listen, I. I I don't want to be seen as a roosters apologist. I think that's. I think I'm the, that's it. <laughs> if anything, I don't want to be seen about the last few years on this podcast. I don't yes. want to be seen. <laughs> um, but Mike, like that is just egregious. Like, what are they doing? So fourteen charges all this week, and it is a record. What the Mate. fuck are they doing? Like, how does that get missed? It's something. It'd be one. It'd be one thing if it was like your boy Corio's last week, where at least he got up straight away. That still should have been an eight-point try. But mm-hmm. when he got elbowed in the back of the head, he got up and celebrated and was fine. This guy went to hospital. <laughs> so in the Brisbane game as well this week, I don't want to make it about Brisbane, but just obviously we all watch our own team's game closer. There was like four or five players put a report in that game, and almost all of them were the video referral. The bunker called them. And you can just see these are the things that are slipping through the cracks with one referee. People think it's some perfect system. And I understand that neither of the systems are perfect. They're not. You have to accept flaws in two referees or in one referee. This is one of the flaws we've accepted in one referee. And I hate it. I actually I prefer when things are called. I know some people like this, that the game flow garbage, but like that's, that was a dog act from Dylan Brown. Got away with it that Roosters lost a half and the game was pretty much over from then. They already lost Radley as well. It's like, well, this game's over. Yeah. I think they fought pretty bradley. Their defense, especially in the first 20 minutes, that second half, I thought was incredible. Exceptionally coached side that it just feels like it doesn't matter who they could throw it the really Jersey league side in next week. And they might, if go you gave Trent Robinson like six weeks with the Bulldogs roster, I reckon he could make the finals. Yeah. Well, they should defend, they defend their bloody heart out. They'd set a good line, wouldn't they? But yeah, just, <sighs> I don't know what to say about it. It's just, you miss that. And then I hate those dumb comparisons of, you know, oh, well, Hutch is out for X now and, you know, Brown gets to keep playing. But it's like, that was clear as day. It was on the review. We all saw it. He was out for the game from purely, like, it's not even like foul play that happened in the act of doing something in the game. It's not like foul play from a tackle going kind of wrong. I can kind of cop those more when it's foul play of like a guy hit him high when he was trying to make a normal, you know, the head clash yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the ones I can't cop. It's like, that was like, this is just not in the rules of the game. It's after the ball's out of play, you know, the, it's over. Play's over. And he's um, need someone in the back. And, and so bad that he broke ribs and punctured his lungs. And we're sweet the, with it. And the shoulder charge as well. Like, I don't know. I was, uh, and people, oh, you can't submit him at half time. Why? Who the fuck cares? Would anyone have complained? No, like I don't know. It was like what? It was like forty seconds to half time anyway. Like, yeah, who gives you shit. Go do uh, something. You can't just let that go. Exactly. And then on that on that other side of that roosters, we don't often give him a lot of credit on here. But I thought Jarry Hargreaves was exceptional in that game. To you know, once again step up. He played like sixty five minutes straight once he came on. Thought he was great. I thought a lot of them they held their line pretty well. But Isaac Liu sold his guts out as well. Like considering the the cattle have already lost, and then they had to rely on big fellas filling in. Yeah, and the other part thing mate, they also highlighted just everyone who saw that rule, the 18th band rule they brought it in. Everyone knew that was a dumb rule change because of how it was brought in. It was fear of they brought in to satiate clubs, but they had fear of clubs manipulating it. Which again, we don't know how it would get manipulated. Who this magic player would come on from 18th man and change the game. But in this game, we all saw that happen. 
that they couldn't bring on the 18th man. Ridiculous. So stupid. And in this case, their 18th man is actually like a great player. Well, we'll back as well, though. Like he, he could have slot into that spot. Yeah, it's it's absolute madness. Yeah. It, it's so stupid. Um and and the Eels played well outside played, of that. But they I played feel, very well. But I feel so sour crediting how like their set plays are getting so good. Their use of all their back rowers, including Bryce Cartwright, has been fantastic. But like God, though, they just get soured by the, the Dylan Brown moment massively for me. Yeah, what's the new? What's the word on that? Like, what's he facing? I can't remember. It's like three weeks, isn't he? Okay, let's have a look here again. Oh, maybe I've maybe I've missed it. So what's he got here? No, I don't know, mate. My That's bad. Fine. Worry about it next. Worry about that. No, no, um, no, I'll definitely get the answer for you, but it just hasn't come up. Error.com looking at it. What hurts more than a punctured lung, Mitchell? A broken heart. Three that's weeks, what, yeah. And that's what you have because Javier Quartes is off to Melbourne. <sighs> that was a uh, a bit of a, a, bo- a, a little tease there, wasn't it? We got honey potted. He gaslit yeah. us for a week. So as a general rule from now on, when there's a story on broncos.com.au that's from X player says, I love this club. I never want to leave. I'm going to assume that player will leave within the next month. Well, we're, we've got one from three to stay so far. Oh, yeah, Stags? Stags do stag. one as well. I only saw the Coates and did. Yeah, there's, there's a fourth. I forget who the fourth one is now. Oh, I think it was Ricky. So actually, we finished fi- two all. Yeah, 50%. Finished two all. That's all right. But once when we lost Dean, Coates is always a trouble of leaving because they were like close mates and Coates is an introvert. But we lost Dean the same week Bellamy kind of agreed to stay at the storm. And then he was down a Melbourne meeting and you're like, oh shit, this guy's gone. Uh, I know we've lost so many players. I think I spoke about this. I don't know if it was this podcast or Broncos Weekly, whatever, lots of podcasts. We lost so many players recently. It's like, just what's another one? It's a lot of the feeling. He's but going this, to score 35 tries. This is the first one who didn't leave for money. You know, like... Yeah, it's a good point. Like, he's... Brisbane have been in a pretty bad spot and, and they haven't been able to keep players that like they used to keep them. Like, oh, we stay for less, all that kind of garbage. But when you lose a feed of $1.2 million, there's not much you can say about it other than, well, obviously we should have kept him, whatever. But we lost him for less money just to play at a better club. That hasn't happened to the Broncos <laughs> very I, I, often. I would like to address something. Like people complaining about, oh, what a messed up system where the work that wooden spooners can lose a player to the premiers. It's like, I genuinely had to rack my brain for like 10 minutes today to think of the last established first grader, not a fringe guy, not a young guy. Like Josh had a card played nine first grade games before he went to Melbourne. Jerome Hughes had played two first grade games before he went to Melbourne. They don't count. The last established first grader that Melbourne signed for another club. And I think it was Dale Finucane. And that was like five years ago. It's one of those things, mate. That, and it's cancer with hates the media. And it's part of it that they don't like the storm. And when guys like Tedesco go to the Roosters, it's celebrated. He wasn't torn to shreds. It was celebrated, but the storm get one and people are angry. It's like, well, they've actually, they could have got more over the, over time. They could have gone and poached more throughout this time, but they didn't. And of course success breeds it, but it's like the moment one goes to a, not a Sydney club or not the Titans from Brisbane. Everyone's like, Oh my God, this is unbelievable. What can we do to stop this? It's like, no, no, this is what this is how it is. Brisbane fucked up. Brisbane deserve what they're getting. Broncos are getting what they deserve for all this. It's the, all the symptoms of what they've done the last four or five years coming back to this year. Chicken, chickens home to roost, all that shit. They got what they deserved. Yep. It's not about the spooners to the storm. It's not. Good play, bad, good players leave bad clubs for good teams all the time. Happens in every sport. 
Don't like, pull one guys out. Guys leave to go to the Patriots the from shit teams all the time in the NFL. Colin, before we got always. on here, pointed out that Shakiri got relegated with Stoke City and signed with Liverpool, who then won the Premier League and the Champions League the following year. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And it, it hurts as a Broncos fan because I, th- I think Coates is a. I mean, again, he's played really well in a bad side for the last two years, but I think there's one of those guys who just has something about him and that he could probably fit, you know, slot into the centers or similar in a year or two and really kill it there. And, you know, again, I don't like losing players. I went through this with Hafida and even when we lost James Roberts and similar, in the end, you watch the game to be entertained. And whilst I like playing, you know, my own little game of chess with salary caps and thinking who's value and what's that and all this, someone just want players who are entertaining and Xavier Coates is entertaining. And he's one of those guys that now, you know, if he's in space, he gets half a chance. He's going to score. And we've lost that guy. And then whatever fast. And you might be able to move the jigsaw pieces around and go, oh, what if we sign Nico Hines to play fullback and we put Asako on the wing? And it might sound on paper as good, but it's not. Asako is not (laughs) half the winger Coates is. And I'm not sure Nico Hines is any better than Asako is at fullback. He's very handsome though. I like Nico Hines, but I'm not sure. You might go, oh, that sounds as good. Yeah, it might sound as good, but it's not as good. Yeah. It's not. Xavier Coates, half a gap. It's a try. Joanna Asako... Had opportunity. He's a good player. I like Jermaine people know. On the wing, though, one of those guys who doesn't pin his ear back, isn't confident for the corner, always cuts back in. That gets dinged. Yeah. I'm not sure Nico's got a bit of, got a bit of the Corey Allen's about him when he's on the yeah. wing. Yeah. So we'll just see what happens. But yeah, that one stings. But I think it's the last one we can lose. So yeah. Lots of interesting links. So we linked to Nico Hines, linked to Dane Gagai now. Uh, good linked- signing. Loves playing at Suncorp. Yeah. Linked to Jaden Sewer. Uh, who else? Do- also a good signing. Dobbo. I think Kevy must love fucking Ben like Dobbo. Dobbo yeah. was the bat- worst reporter in Brisbane for years, but it feel- feels like now he gets all the good good source from from Kev. But the mm. other bit of good source there is going. I just I don't know about you, Bunga, but I just can't believe Adam Reynolds is going to Brisbane until it happens. It won't happen. He's going to stay. <laughs> well, it looks like he's well, leaving. But- I would <laughs> hope that. Thursday night's game was a wake-up call to the South Sydney Rabbitohs that maybe, just maybe, they need Adam Reynolds. Because that was fucking embarrassing. Well, it was a game on the weekend. If Brisbane had Adam Reynolds, they would have won that game. That's for sure. Yep. Uh, But we should, yeah, we will talk about that. Um, Obviously, Melbourne Storm, 50. South Sydney, zero. Not good. Um, (laughs) You've had better. Look, people (laughs) thought I would be like, you know, beside myself, not really. I knew we were going to lose this game. I think I recommended people take Storm in Coltrane Cup because they're away from home and it was a sure win. But obviously, I didn't think they'd lose by 50. And dang, Gagai, at what point do you just stay on the wing and just make sure, like, you let the center score? It's fine. Just stop letting him score six tries. I mean, him and Benji, disgrace in this game. Benji's defense was really bad. Um, and this is, by the way, a pretty. Nice tonic for Tigers fans who tried to tell people that Benji would not be playing as well as he had been in a team that wasn't rolling, which was very true in this game. He was really bad. Well, you you were on this wagon. Sorry, you went on this dumb wagon of saying, oh, you know, the Tigers should have kept him, whatever. You, you were always in the wagon that I sat on of that it's the right fit at the right time for Benji. Yeah. The Tigers were right as well. And this is one of those games that showed them, yes, if things were going rough at West, this will be going rough for Benji. He kind of, you know, a lot of the guys, kicked, you know, Gave up half of who they gave it. Benji definitely didn't put his full application into into defense there. And then Dan Gagai, as you said, made a couple of those ones. He didn't have to come in. Uh, South did lose a center like 10 minutes into this game, which obviously didn't help. But yeah, they were... I, I actually, it, you know what's weird? I thought yeah. in the middle, they were pretty good still. 
I thought the battle in the middle was pretty even for the most part. They just got the absolute shit kicked out of them on both edges. Like, seemed like every time the storm went wide, they just sliced straight through. Yeah, and the storm being a little fresher, they were doing that stuff that you know only really happens to Cook in the in the finals. They were rushing up on him a lot too. And without support, it doesn't work very well for a young Damien. But your yeah, your backline just got murdered. And then what Stephen Masters, he got hooked, right? Yeah, and then someone else got hurt, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Not Maybe great. he was the one that got hurt. I can't remember. It's not important. The important thing <laughs> is we can't win the premiership now. If Cameron Munster missed one more conversion, we could still win the premiership. But because he didn't, we now can't. Because that's superstitions are an idiot. <laughs> so. But they had 11 of their 17 players get over 100 meters, by the way. And Cam Munster missed a lot of meters. three. Well, South's, I mean, South had like $3 million on the sidelines in this game. I'm not too worried. Yeah, I mean, like, again, you knew they were going to lose. Obviously, you don't want to lose by that much, but yeah. No. You know, you know. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not too bad. I'm not too fussed about it. Melbourne are great, though, and they're really good to watch. So that's okay. Um, <laughs> did not enjoy watching this game with M. Sprouster. And it's not the like losing that's. It's, it's not the like M. She, the M you don't like. It's, that's no, no. It's, it's not that she like gets in your face and is like, oh, yeah, cop that. It's that like she's yelling at the Storm players like it's a tie game. It's like 42 nil and she's screaming at Christian Welch for dropping the ball. That's what I that's what I can't stand. I'm like, just calm the fuck down. You're winning by eight tries. Just relax. Are you saying the woman who was ready to hang Brandon Smith in the streets after one game at Uka might yeah. be taking it a little too seriously when her team's not 100 <laughs> percent Yes, correct. Brandon Smith was great in this game. Oh, also was. scored from dummy half. He did. That was great. Fantastic. But as you said, M Sprouser wants uh, perfection 100% of the all time, times. all time. If if we had like a sports movie, she'd be like the evil coach of the bad guy kids team. Yes. The ones that, like the Hawks in the Mighty Ducks, the win it all cost team. That's it. Like ruining some kid's life because yep. he missed a goal and they're up like 12 nil. <laughs> Get you off. You're out of the next game too. <laughs> uh, there are a few people who will be out of their next respecting game. Respective games, I should say. Most notably, Drew Hutchison. He could be on the sidelines for a long time with that punctured lung. Went to hospital. Like, could have died. Like, it was really bad. I'm, I'm glad he's relatively okay. But Jesus, like, I don't think any of us realized how serious it was at the at the at the at when it happened. Yeah, I know. Like, I thought he'd broken a rib or two or something just by a reaction. But yeah, a punctured lung. Ugh. And then you also had what Corey Allen and Lachlan Norris also went to hospital. Yeah. Um, and your man Pat Carrigan's out for the year tore his ACL, ruptured his ACL. Is that different? How is that different to tearing your ACL? I don't know. I don't know. But it's either way, it's gone, and uh, he's out for the year. And any other injury questions? Free consultancy at the meetup on Saturday from NRL Physio. He's going to be there. He's going to be if you if you want to come, bring him. Yeah. He said, um, <laughs> just roll up your pants, show him your knee or your elbow or your ankle or whatever else. And uh, he's bringing one of the tables to fold out at the back. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna you know call it off. Yeah. But uh, yes. yeah, Paddy Carrigan out for the season. As everyone knows, I'm not the big. I'm not happy he's injured, but I'm not the most crash out in his talent. So just interesting to see who steps into that role, be it Asiata or Kobe Hetherington in a week, or maybe if Glenn comes back, does Panga move? I don't know, but it's an opportunity for someone else to to grab with two hands. So interested to see what they do there. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's now time for rookie takes. But before we get to the rookie takes, let's give a quick shout out to the people on the top two tiers of our Patreon. And if you want to support us, go to patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. Once again, uh, meet up this weekend at Magic Round. If you're coming, check the Discord. Uh, all the details are there. If you are a patron and you want to come or you're just a listener and you want to come, just get in touch with us. We'll tell you where it's at. It's at midday on Saturday before the Super Saturday games. 
and thank you to Dave, Carlo Tyson, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Ando, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Big Chief 69, Blake Moretti, uh, Blame HUD. That's a new uh, top tier one. Thanks, mate. Uh, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Avnell, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer. Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, Jack Snape, James K, Jason, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McP, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, Never Trendy, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, the greatest Among Us player of all time, the not so mature age student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Warwick O'Hearn. Uh, thank you so much for your support and to everyone in the lower tiers and to everyone who just listens. We would not be doing this without you. Now, Mitchell, some rookie takes. And uh, again, rookie takes, if you're a new listener, every week uh, people send in uh, their submissions for the worst uh, statements or takes or whatever else from, <laughs> from the week at large in rugby league. And then we vote on the winners. Our last week's winner uh, in an absolute landslide was that lunatic on Reddit that posted that thing about Latrell Mitchell. I can't read the whole thing again, but it was absolutely bizarre. Uh, he rightfully goes into the final. Um, and again, if you want to submit or vote on on the rookie takes, you have to be a patron. But it is, of course, free to listen. So we've, this week, we've got um, uh, Todd Ballum, uh, one of Mitch's favorite writers. Um, <laughs> Big, huge fan of his work. Yeah. Um, AFL types need only look at Brisbane Broncos media department for the best mother of 2021. Within hours of breaking news, Xavier Coates is tipped to join Melbourne. They announced Katoni Stagg's new deal. Turn narrative on its head. Smart play. <laughs> yeah, no one's talking about Xavier Coates at all. That's You're right. It. Nailed it. <laughs> all right. Now, listen, I took out most of the Hain things because obviously, you know, just people calling women liars and all that stuff is not cool. This one was at least funny because it's like proper QAnon stuff. So, uh, Penson Kafusi on Facebook. Hay must have done something to anger his manager that results in losing money. That's why he's in jail. Everyone knows it was a setup from the beginning. Much like Joseph Parker when he left his manager. All of a sudden, something bad coming out in the press in relation to drug dealing and such. I'm concerned that our people have been abused and mistreated in the highest level of their achievements on the world stage. Was that Isaac Moses who submitted that? (laughs) (laughs) That's a warning Um, to the rest of you players. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, NMG Sports. Uh, I've rarely seen a reply being nominated. So uh, our good friend NRL Physios uh, put out the video of Drew Hutchinson diagnosis. NRL Physio wrote, Drew Hutchinson off to hospital with broken ribs, possible punctured lum after nasty mechanism copping knees to the ribs. Hope no internal organ damage and damage isolated to ribs. All fair enough but not for our good friend NMG Sports. Nasty mechanism, typical, all caps, medico, call spinning the truth. <laughs> call it as it is. That was a dog act, all caps, by Dylan Brown. This bastard has taken a bloke out of game, should have been sent off, effing disgraceful, all caps. Why don't you call yourself NRL quack? Actually, I'm back in. I'm back in. I'm back in at the end there. NRL quack is great. I didn't know doctors were known for spinning the truth. I, I get it when people go, oh, typical journo, fucking lying. Like, where's typical medico come from? Are doctors known for lying and exaggerating for stories? Yeah, I don't know. It's great, though. I love that. They're known for it, mate. Yeah. Typical uh, medico exaggerating. <laughs> this is this, <laughs> this one's also about the Dylan Brown incident, for fuck's sake. Uh, Johnny INS221 on Twitter. Wait a minute. Would him also landing on the ball very hard also cause the punctured lung? Because after that, he tend to hold the spot where the ball hit him after scoring a try, which led 
Many to think Brown's contact could be a case of an injury when he never really pointed to it. So the ball nearly killed him. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, and last of all, um, someone tweeted, fuck Israel, fuck their supporters, fuck everything they stand for. A nation contingent on the suffering of oppressed population should not be allowed to get away with their actions in this day and age. I hope I live to see the day they're held accountable for their actions. All fair enough. Uh, the response from Renee says, I'm not a supporter of him, but what is wrong with someone sharing his opinion or what he believes in? So I just assumed that that anti-Israel post was about Israel Folau. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, some crackers this week. Again, if you want to submit your rookie takes for next week and vote on this week's uh, patreon.com forward slash boom rookies. Mitchell, before we go, when was the last time you shaved that quarantine bush in your pants? Uh, support for NRL Boom Rookies is brought to you by Manscaped. The best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Uh, they've just launched in Australia, and you might have gone years without using the right tools for the job. You can now be one of the first to experience Manscaped's life-changing products here in Australia. Uh, they've redesigned the electric trimmer. Their engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball head trimmer ever and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes. It's waterproof. LED lights make it look cool. And the and the motor's 7,000 RPMs, Mitchell, with quiet stroke technology. Also, there's a charging stand. You can show it off loud and proud in your bathroom. And if you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BOOMROOKIES. Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. We're all bringing them to the meetup. We're all going to do that as well. The yeah, once again, NRL has agreed us. to judge everyone's manscaping performances. So He has. So that's good. I've, um, I've been doing a number. I've been doing a Pangai deal down here. So I mean. <laughs> <laughs> if you're trying to do one for Pangai, yeah. I'll reveal that on Magic Weekend. Oh, can't, right. can't wait to see that. All right. <laughs> uh, can't wait to see that. Guy. No. By the way, your mate Wayne Bennett just confirmed uh, Reynolds is gone, by the way. Adam Reynolds is a done deal. He'll be leaving the club. There you go. That hurts a lot. Yeah, to, we obviously knew that was coming up. But the day it happens and wherever we announce next, we'll do a bonus patron pod. But uh, I, don't, I don't want to. We're going to have to. That's an interesting one. If he goes to Brisbane, it's going to be a very weird one because of the... Um, it's like the reverse when Wayne went to your lot. It was like the worst thing ever, but it's like, well, I didn't hate him. You know, he stays in the podcast. Is <laughs> what's important, I'm saying. But we'll I'm see where he goes. I still I'm, say he's going to the Sharks. I'm sad now. Yep. I still I don't believe it. No, until it happens. No, I'm digging in. It's mind games. Yeah, it's all mind games. All right. (laughs) Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. It's goodbye from me.